0: Welcome to PR360, where every week the brightest minds in public relations, communications, and media discuss the topics and trends you need to know about. PR360 was produced in partnership with Global Results Communications. Now, here's your host, Todd Perry. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to PR360. I'm here with Cahill Camden, the CEO of Digital Vision Media Group, an agency that helps web three technology companies optimize for growth. As the fractional CMO for Coinberry and Blockchain Foundry, he helped guide both companies to successful eight-figure exits in 2022. He is currently focused on launching his latest startup, Press Jockey, a tool that sorts thousands of press requests each week to help businesses get up to five times more press, with 90% less effort. He's also a Forbes contributor and a best-selling author. So welcome to PR360.
1: Thanks for having me on. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much here. Um, So I see after doing a little bit of research on digital vision media that they offer a, quote, no bull insights on Web 3.0 growth. How hard is it to cut through all the hype and get a real picture of the tech landscape when it kind of feels, at least to an outsider, like the wild, wild west?
1: Yeah, that's a good question. There is a ton of hype in the Web 3 space, and the market goes through cycles. And so, what we do is we constantly focus on the fundamentals, right? Fundamentals of storytelling, of getting brands exposure of really good marketing, whether that be community development, you know, social media, content marketing, podcasts, etc. cetera. But it's really sticking to the fundamentals and ignoring the hype cycles of, Oh, this conference is going to be fantastic. All the, all the people are here or, Oh, this community can be leveraged. They only are charging 10,000 or $20,000 to get some publicity. It's going to be great. Ignoring those and really focusing on the fundamentals is is what we what we do.
0: Okay. Do you find that in and in, in kind of that world where again there there is a lot of hype uh, and there's a lot of noise? Do you find it hard to to keep that solid vision, or how do you how do you maintain that?
1: Um, no, I don't. I don't find it hard for myself or for our team. What's hard is when clients are excited by the latest greatest. Opportunity to market to the Web three space, or to market to to potential um, you know customers of their products, and so it's just really reminding them and keeping them focused and on track because there are a lot of opportunities that 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 kind of pop up, right? And it's it's like everything that glitters is not gold, and so really to remind them, like, hey, look, the fundamentals are the fundamentals. You've got to have a great story. You've got to have a great brand you've got to have a great community, you know, digital advertising and PR still works, you know, and these, and these are the things that we, we constantly have to remind them.
0: Uh, from a communications standpoint, it seems like there's kind of a, a, a big wall, I feel, between Web 3.0 world and kind of the mainstream. It seems to be kind of breaking down a little bit. But uh, how do you see that PR, an effective PR, can kind of bridge that gap? So, I don't know, uh, someone like, say my wife, who's pretty tech savvy, but when it comes to Web 3.0 stuff, is kind of doesn't get it at all. Like How, how do you bridge that gap?
1: Yeah. I mean, bridging the gap between PR and Web 3.0 and really making it, I guess, more mainstream, it really comes down to, again, this is something I'm going to say, it comes down to like fundamentals, right? Like Web 3.0 is a, a fantastic marketing spin. It's a term on a, on a new technology. But what we're really talking about is just that. It's a new technology. It's like... We had, we had the internet boom, then we've had smartphones really take off, you know, primarily with the release of iPhone and, and that, that, that era, and that enabled a a whole ton of new applications and businesses to come forth. And now we've got this quote unquote web three, which is, you know, blockchain, NFTs, cryptocurrency, that type of thing. And that is in the ground phases, the early phases of relatively early phases of creating more growth in terms of business opportunities, businesses, applications, the way business is conducted, the way people communicate, et cetera, right? connect with other people, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And so I think going back to the fundamentals, like, hey, you know, guys and gals, this is just another technology. Um, it, it, is, it is not a change in, in, it's another technology that will change the way in which we work, but it's it, to some degree. But it's really just with the brands that we work with going back to those basics, like what are you trying to accomplish in web 3.0? Why does that matter? Why should anybody care about that? And let's explain those things so that the rest of the world can understand that, Hey, this is not just a hype cycle or not just hype technology. This is actually a real business. It's a real thing that you're trying to do. And you're trying to accomplish these, these goals.
0: It comes back to the, I guess, you know, the beginning of the internet when people were afraid of it, and it seemed like this kind of weird esoteric uh, thing for geeks out there versus something that's going to benefit right. people practically, uh, as obviously it does now. What are some practical things that are coming up in the in the world in the Web 3.0 uh, blockchain world that will, you, I think, break, bring it towards more the mainstream audience? Do you see anything like that?
1: Yeah. Yeah there there are, there are there are good and bad things that are happening in the industry right now. So obviously we've probably heard a lot about the negative side of it. Why? Because it drives clicks. People are very concerned about it and you know this starts to this starts to it gets drives revenue for for a lot of media companies. Um, but the technology itself is most likely going to Run behind the scenes of many things that we do, and you'll just never really know about it. Mm. Um, for for example, we've we've all most people have probably heard of Bitcoin and yeah. financial transactions on cryptocurrency. Right? Well, that technology is based on blockchain technology. Now, you can have cryptocurrencies like Dogecoin, which you might have heard about with Elon Musk or Twitter. You can have cryptocurrencies like Bitcoin, and you can have. Exchanges and, and scams and, and big challenges like the most recent, you know, Sam Bankman-Fried scandal with FTX and 15 billion dollars stolen, etc. Mm-hmm. So there's a, there's a range of things that can happen, but the technology itself is fantastic for financial transactions, and likely most banks will start to use that in in the future. Yeah. That might take another five years, um, and it will just run. So when you use your credit card or your debit card the transactions that are handled on the back-end systems of the banks will be on blockchain technology most likely right and so in that manner there's yeah it'll it'll be there it'll it'll be it'll be running in the background um you know and and i think that 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 will that will help people understand like oh wow this technology is actually a real thing it's 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 running it's running things in the background and this is what's going on
0: yeah. it's the reason my debit went through immediately versus uh, yeah, exactly. Just taking a yeah. lot more time. I think you, you hit on it earlier that like NFTs and crypto have been getting a, lot, a bit of bad press of recently, and you were attributing some of that obviously to the media environment in which uh, you know a negative story about these types of things goes a lot further than the great advancements that are happening. Uh, what's something the public should know about blockchain technology that would change public opinion? What what message isn't getting out there that should be?
1: The, that's a good question. I think there are there are there's I think there are a couple. One is the technology itself is really fantastic for certain things. Again, financial transactions is the first use case that was created with blockchain technology. Bitcoin, right? Yes. Yeah. Great. It is fantastic for financial transactions. Now, there are some challenges with that, which we can talk about later potentially. But it's it's really great at serving that technology. Instead of having, you know, without without boring people to tears about the technical technicalities of it, in, instead of having, you know, huge you know, code bases and databases, blah blah blah, you can have very lightweight, very fast technology manage millions of transactions or hundreds of thousands of transactions. So it's, it's very, very quick, very seamless. Um, you know, it's hard, it's hard to edit and change. So there's stability and it, it can't be hacked. Like there's, you can go down the list of many things. Right? Yeah. So that, that's I mean, that security, thing. the, that, so it's the yeah. security part yeah. is
0: just is tremendous. And something I think everybody yeah, it is. can latch on t- to. It's,
1: you're right. It's yes, yeah, the security part of it is fantastic. Now that is a double edged sword, which not a lot of not a lot of people are talking about, um, but the technology it is fantastic, and I'll explain why it's a double edged sword in a minute. Okay, yeah. so the technology is fantastic. So if you're going to take away anything about blockchain, Web three, cryptocurrency, the technology behind it is really good for some things. Yeah? If you're going to look at cryptocurrency and you're trying to figure, out, oh well, I don't know, it seems kind of sketchy. There's a lot of bad actors, bad players. You'd be right. There are a lot. But there's far more people who are really trying to build great things, right? And so if you're going to get into the crypto cryptocurrency space, I think the, the one thing you need to think about going forward is Bitcoin. First and foremost, before you look at anything else, just look at Bitcoin. Just read about it, just understand why it was created, what the, what the founder was trying to do, what the creator was trying to do. And just try, just get into that. That's it. You don't need to touch anything else. So I would say those are the two things. Technology is fantastic, and Bitcoin uh, is is if you're looking at cryptocurrencies, a thing you want to look at. And then I did say I would talk about the double edged sword of security. Yeah. So one of the challenges with with Bitcoin, and we're not quite sure how to manage this, is that the security is so good that if used by the you know certain certain players certain people in the market um you your your records and your data are forever stored on the blockchain Mm -hmm. yeah and so for example we're starting to see a lot of push towards digital identity well the problem with that is that the security is so good on that that once your digital identity is tied to anything else you know Mm -hmm. your finances your social your social security number, your social your social media accounts, whatever it might, might be, that's never going away. Like it's there. right? And whoever has access to that has access to all of that information. You know? And so that's the double-edged sword. It's like, well, that kind of starts to get into this realm of privacy challenges. And what happens if a hacker gets that or a nefarious actor within some kind of regulatory body or whatever it might be? Governments change and shift and like well, now all that data is stored forever on that blockchain, and so right. that's that's the double-edged sword part of it.
0: Right, it 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 can truly follow you forever, right? Correct. Uh, yeah. Wow, that's I, n- I never considered that before. And you you know, not not to get too far into cryptocurrency or whatever, but this is, question has kind of popped in my head. Uh, I have a. A lot of friends that, you know, love crypto and are always talking about it. And do you think at some point when when things really started taking off, I don't know, was it maybe 2017, that a lot of people jumped into the crypto market, not just stopping at Bitcoin, and going down the line to maybe riskier things uh, that they didn't know enough about before getting involved in them. And that might have created unreal... uh, you know, too much noise in the market or whatever going going the wrong direction.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. I mean, look, it's every, everyone knows it's it's great to make money, right? Feels good. it's yeah. It's fantastic. It's great to make money quickly, and when you see a whole bunch of you know young kids, young people seeming to make fantastic sums of money very quickly and easily, yes, it's attractive, and so naturally. You get both the opportunists who are looking to do that, and you get the nefarious actors who are looking to take advantage of that. They all start playing in that, that wild west. And then you get the stories about you know things shutting down, people losing tens of thousands of dollars, people have leveraging their houses to try and make a quick buck, and it just, it all goes belly up, you know? And yeah. so, again, if we go back to the original question, what are the, the things you wanna take away? One, the technology is really, really good. And two, if you're getting into cryptocurrency, just start with Bitcoin. Like those are the those are the two things. Yeah, don't go don't go any further. Don't yeah. go any further. Or will you will likely go further? But just start there. Yeah.
0: Y- you know, if I would have talked to you a couple of years ago, this would have been very beneficial. <laughs> 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 uh, let's see here. Um, so. Uh, What's the impetus between your latest project, which is... Uh, press? Well, first, could you explain Press Jockey? Because as, as people here in the PR world, this is very interesting. And then also, uh, what inspired you to uh, create it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So Press Jockey helps you get five times more press with 90% less effort. And so a lot of people are probably thinking, oh, that's a really big claim. Now, how does it do that? It's like up to five times more press. It actually can be more. But here's, here's what happens, okay? So we scan the web for thousands of press requests a day. And so it used to be per week, now it's a day. And so we're collecting press requests from all sorts of sources around the web. We, you know, for example, collect thousands of, of requests uh, per month from Twitter, as an example, using hashtags like journal leads, journal requests, etc. And And we, we parse, we filter all that data down for you based on keyword. So you literally can punch in a couple of keywords. We use Google-based algorithms to then search through thousands, tens of thousands of press requests a month, thousands of press requests a day, right? And we give you only the most relevant ones for your business. And this helps you save a ton of time. So you're not spending time visiting multiple platforms like Arrow and quoted and you know source bottle and twitter and and you know this website and that radio guest list and you're not going through all of them you literally just get the most relevant press requests delivered to your inbox every day and then within two clicks you can reply to that journalist that press that the podcast that press request and so we we built this to really give you the ability to Get more press with a lot less effort. And so, why did we do this? Well, I have an agency, and I have spent tens of thousands of dollars on staff to to literally do go through this process. And our staff was also getting backed up just with clients and with the amount of press we wanted to get. I thought, there's got to be a better way to do this. So that's what we. That's what was the inspiration behind building press job.
0: Now, how many different sources do you have to scrape or scan through to find these requests?
1: I can't say the, the exact number, but we're constantly adding more sources to to our list. Like, there are, we we have we have we have a number of them around the web, and so it's really about what data can we collect? You know, from places like Google, Twitter, for example, or a couple of the the, the ones that we connect in, and. You know, we pull that in to one location. We again use a Google-based search search technology to use your keyword to filter through those requests, and then we just deliver those relevant requests to you, either in the app or via email, or both.
0: Yeah. So to me, it seems like like if someone's going on a job search, you're looking for a new job, and then hopefully, if you sign up for a don't know, Glassdoor or something, then you get all the relevant hits on that in, in your inbox. And right. so if, if I'm understanding this correctly, let's say maybe I was a, th- a therapist, a, spe- a specific type of therapist, a marriage and family therapist, wanted to expand my business, um, saw that there were... Um, and we looking for opportunities to speak on that podcast to be quoted in the, the New York Times or whatever you would sit and deliver me whatever's relevant to me and to my business and, and to jump on those opportunities
1: you're exactly right and that's that's exactly the way the way it works So if you're a therapist you you can you can type in your keywords for the therapy you offer and then like you said, any request that comes across, you know, multiple sources on the web, we will find it, we'll bring it in. We'll show you that, Hey, this matches your keyword so that again, you don't have to do the filtering. Like you're not spending hours searching through Twitter or Harrow or any of these other platforms. Like we're doing it for you. You literally can just come in see that you, you get to obviously see the request that's coming through. So you know, if it's actually relevant or not. Um, And then you just hit reply and you can use templates that you've built that you've previously built. So you can use templates. We've got, we've got some templates as well. And you can literally, you click on a template, customize a little bit and hit send. It's like that easy. And we're taking even a step further to be the world's first um, company to start leveraging chat GPT, AI, et cetera, to make custom based responses. Based on the actual press request. So you won't even need to write the prep, write, write the pitch per se. Mm -hmm. You can edit it, but you won't even need to do that if you really don't want to in, in the very near future. And so this is, this is, this is again how, how we make, how press jockey makes you have the opportunity to get up to five times more press with 90% less effort.
0: I, I see this as a benefit. Obviously, if if I'm trying to get my specific brand out there, but also as a way to make sure that I get interviewed, that I get the press instead of my competition, because now I'm running at the, a much faster speed, and, and they're missing the opportunities. So I'm getting my name out there uh, yeah. much more.
1: Yes, yeah. and you, you know one of, one of the you're you're absolutely right. So speed is is so key, as as we all know in the in the press world. Um, you know there there are like again I'm, I'm a Forbes contributor and I I understand that you know Forbes writers get thousands of requests every month right of people pitching them all sorts of stories yes and so when they have a request that goes out on one of the platforms or on Twitter and they're saying hey I'm looking for a source this a therapist to help me get insight about what I'm trying to write about they're not going to wait for. 48 hours or 72 hours and filter through 400 requests that come through, they're looking at the, the first few that come in mm-hmm. and Press Chucky helps you get that, get that speed, right? Yeah.
0: Now, uh, now, obviously, there's the client side to this. But are you working with people on the other side, the Forbes, the journalist side to make it easier to connect them with people?
1: Yeah, you, you, you're, 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 you're going to have to come work for us at some point in the future yeah. because that is something that we are, we are actually in the works of building out. Is the reverse side of this, so that journalists can also um, get great sources for their podcasts or their their blogs or, or their their publications. So this is something that we're we working on. It's not out yet, but we're we getting there.
0: Oh yeah, because there's there's nothing worse than me having to go back. because so when I'm not doing this, I, I, I do some journalism. Uh, I do some journalism. That's a weird way of saying it. Uh, I, I write. <laughs> and there's nothing worse than going back to my editor and going, I you know, I reached out, uh, but I haven't heard back. And he's like, well, we've got till noon. So you need to get a quote on yeah. that. And it doesn't materialize. But something that, again, streamlines the process for both sides of the transaction sounds uh, amazing. Uh, are, are there any early, because I know, this just launched recently, like when, when did it fully launch? Um,
1: so we had our, we had our soft launch um, late last year, or early November. Okay. And so uh, the, the full launch happened earlier this month. Okay. And so we've been, we've been growing since then.
0: Are there any early success stories, any great anecdotes from just the beginning of this product where someone ha- has had a great result?
1: Um, I would need to ask some of our clients. I haven't actually, I haven't actually dove dove deep. We have had a number of people, including an agency, who has said, "Wow, we we have you know 300 to 500 clients. Well, we're shooting for 500 clients this this year. Wow. We've had 500 clients before, so we've got 300 clients, and you know about 20 25 percent of them want press on a consistent basis. This tool would really help us." save a ton of time and help get them a lot more results and so this is something that uh, they've, they've been experimenting with in the early phases and they're super excited about it.
0: yeah it it, it seems like a tool that could also help uh, PR companies scale in a certain way that they couldn't before you know yeah so how, how does somebody get started with press jockey
1: yeah it's it's super simple if you want to just check it out we've got free sign up so you can just go to presschaki.com, and you don't need a credit card to do it. You just punch in your email and password, and you can jump into the application and see how it works. You can enter in a couple of keywords, see if you find relevant matches for those keywords, and so you know you can you can test it out that way. And then there are a number of different packages to start on. Everything right now is discounted by about fifty percent wow. for early early bird users, right? We launched earlier this month. So this is well, we officially launched earlier this month. So this is the early bird discount. And you know, prices are probably gonna go up in about two weeks. So it's not not you've got you've got time to get in right now and get started with Press Jockey at, at a very, very reasonable price.
0: Well that's great. Uh, just to put everything in a bow uh, has there been a way that blockchain Web 3.0 technology helped to build this? I sense, I, I feel like there's some AI at work here uh, doing doing some of the work here. Is is there, how how is web, web 3.0 technology helped build Press Jockey?
1: I think it's more in understanding that the future of technology is going to implicate have implications on Areas like press, right? So typically press and the media they, they typically, you know, have been a little slow to adopt the latest in terms of subscriptions, in terms of leveraging community on the internet, in terms of leveraging some of the content production, you know, they're, they're, it's it's taken a little bit of time. Um, so Web3 really gave us the insights to say, hey, you know what? Technology is rapidly advancing and it's going to... Em- have impact on how we tell our stories for our brands and how brands get exposure. And so that inspired us to really look at how we can leverage AI technology and how we can leverage big data and how we can leverage the 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 power of the internet that we have now to really move forward into the future. Mm-hmm. So that, that would probably be the best explanation of how Web3 inspired Press Jockey to help you get you know, up to five times more press with 90% less effort.
0: Wow, I love it. Thank you. That is fantastic. Now, uh, it looks like we're up against it. We're ready to go here. So any last Perfect. words you'd like for our listeners? And, and also, how can they get in contact with you?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So just please do check it out. Go to www.pressjockey.com. And again, you can sign up for free without a credit card. Just punch in your email address and your password. You can enter in a couple of keywords to to see what's going on. You can take a look at the application. And if you want to get started and you want to get up to five times more press with literally 90% less effort, this is something we built for our agency. And we want to open up to brands because our goal is to really help 100,000 businesses share their story with the press, with podcasts, with blogs. And so if you've got a brand and you're trying to look for more brand exposure, definitely go to www.pressjockey.com and check it out.
0: Well, thank you so much, Cahill. Uh, and where can people find you online? Uh, what What's your uh, platform of preference? Your Twitter guy, Instagram, LinkedIn?
1: Yeah, LinkedIn is LinkedIn is probably the best. Cahill Camden um, on LinkedIn. And uh, you'll, you'll be able to find my profile there. Say hi if you'd like. I'm also at Cahill underscore Camden on Twitter. And so you can also check me out there. Although I, I am pretty I am I'm relatively heads down uh, doing work with clients and on press jockey. so
0: that's good. <laughs> that that's something I you know I'd like to hear as a client that you are not tweeting all day.
1: <laughs> no, I'm I'm definitely I'm not, I'm not at Elon Elon Musk levels.
0: <laughs> that's um, good.
1: I, I typically I typically stay off social media um, most of the
0: time. Very good. Well, it's been a pleasure speaking with you, and I'd like to thank everybody. I right, appreciate it. Thank you. I'd like to thank everybody for listening to PR 360, and we'll be back next week. Thanks a lot. PR 360 was produced by Todd Perry in partnership with Global Results Communications. Be sure to subscribe to the show and leave a review wherever you get podcasts. Follow GRC on all socials at Global Results. Follow Todd on Twitter at Todd A. Perry. That's Todd with one D. Talk to you next week.